Buenos dias, buenos dias, buenos dias. Welcome to today's Mayito Minute. All right, y'all. I am going to bring you guys today the race recap from the state time trial championships. What a day, folks. What a day. Interesting times that we are living in here. So here's the scoop. Uh, due to COVID, the race promoter let us know that this year for the state time trial championships, the individual time trial and the team time trial would both be happening on the same day. So Saturday, just a few days ago, uh, those of us that wanted to compete in both of these events would be doing a 40, you know, standard, which is awesome that he does this, Eno, the race promoter, a 40 kilometer individual time trial in the morning, 40 kilometers being about 25 miles and a 40 kilometer team time trial in the afternoon. I believe we ended up having about five hours in between. Now, Eno, again, the promoter, he loves to just, uh, it was on the bib numbers. It's on the, it's on the jerseys for those folks that won a state championship, the race of truth. Now, for those of us that are road cyclists, there is nothing more difficult that we can do than a 40 kilometer time trial. It's called the race of truth because there is nowhere to hide. You are by yourself. You are riding at threshold, maybe even above threshold for an hour. So it is, it is a very hard effort and it's, it's long enough to where the, the mind becomes, it can become a very real obstacle and it often does become that for a lot of us because you're out there and you're giving such an honest, hard effort and the duration of the event, it's not like it's going to be over at some points when you're thinking about this, it's not like it's going to be over right away. It's going to take a little bit of time. And so just a, just a difficult event, but again, one where if you really want to know where you're at, if you really want to know how fit you are, if you really want to know what you're capable of, again, as a road cyclist, there's nothing else that you could do that would bear your soul and give you an honest answer as to where you are at in terms of your strength and capabilities and your fitness than, you know, this 40 kilometer time trial. So it took part in Hempstead, Texas, that is west of Houston. And uh, man, the course, like you won't, you know, we won't ride better pavement, you know, the entire season. I mean, just really smooth roads. Uh, it was an out and back and there's not much elevation. So it is just a it's just a a great course. It's it's a it's a great test. It's a great time trial. So uh my start time, I started at uh 9:41, I believe. I had the privilege of wearing bib number 1. I was given number 1. Uh I was able to start last. The reason being because I was the third place finisher from a couple of years ago. And the first and second place riders were not in attendance this year. And so I was the 
theoretically the best finisher, the fat, well, I was the best finisher, but I was the theoretically going to be the fastest guy there. So I got bib number one and, um, kind of fun to, to have that, you know, uh, didn't really put any extra pressure on me. Just kind of cool to have bib number one. Usually I maybe have bib number one because my last name's Ariave and it starts with an A, but no, this was this time, this was different. Um, so I got to start last. And, you know, how did the individual time trial uh, go? Well, it went well. Um, it went about as well as I could have expected it to go. Um, I went faster than I went two years ago, and my power was significantly higher than it was two years ago. So just all around, just a good day. Uh, I would say just like with any time trial, um, there are those moments where you are giving a good, honest effort, but if you, if you fall asleep at the wheel, if you stop paying attention to what's going on, then you kind of back off the effort a little bit and, or you begin to allow, you know, some negative thoughts maybe to creep in like, oh, you know, my speed is coming down or, oh my gosh, look how much longer I have to go. Or am I going to sustain this effort, you know, all the way through? And I'm not going to lie. I mean, I had those moments during the, the time trial, during the individual time trial in the morning. Um, and, you know, looking back on that, really and truly, those are the moments you want to have back. Um, thinking about my time trial, it wasn't the moments where uh, I feel like I, you know, power suffered or heart rate, you know, w you know, went, went crazy, uh, or anything like that. I mean, when I think about my time trial and areas for improvement, I just think to myself, the mindset, like, like legitimately, like the mindset, the, the physiology was there. I mean, all signs were pointing towards me having a good ride and I did have a good ride by the way, but, but the moments where I think about, man, if I could have that moment back and do it better, those are the moments that I'm thinking about. The moments where I was fearful of my ability to finish. The moments where I was anxious or stressed out because I didn't feel like I was going fast enough, right? Um, you know, the moments where I, I would look up and the guy that started 30 seconds ahead of me uh, ended up beating me by, you know, over a minute, uh, almost a minute and a half. And, you know, the moments where I looked up and I saw him and he started 30 seconds ahead of me, but obviously he beat me by a minute and a half. So he pulled away from me. And the moments when I looked up and I began to focus on him versus focusing on myself, and that brought about fear and anxiety and stress. And like, those are the moments that I want back, right? Um, because again, like I recognized those moments, which is good. So I wasn't always in the dungeon mentally, right? I recognized, for example, that moment he's pulling away from me. Hey, Mario, you've got to focus on yourself. This isn't about him. This is about you. You need to give your absolute best. You need to get as much speed as you can get out of this thing, right? So I was able to talk myself back but still, those moments, if you don't have those moments, that's when, that's when you really nail it and that's when you really feel you were involved in the process. But you know, it was, it, it was good. I mean, I ended up, uh, you know, doing uh, 52 minutes and 47 seconds, uh, which I was thinking 52.30 was something that I would have been uh, satisfied with. So again, like those mental hiccups that I had, would those have allowed me to get that 5230? I believe they would have. 
uh, because yeah, there were some periods there where I was prolonged in the dungeon. Unfortunately, I spent a little bit too much time in that dungeon and, 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 and didn't do the work to get myself out as quickly as I feel like I should have. Um, so 52, 47, you know, good time. Uh, I was, I was 20 Watts, about 20 Watts better, uh, probably more than 20 Watts better than I was, you know, two years ago. Uh, so that was, that was a marked improvement, but I'm going to take time to talk about this. Uh, the interesting thing about this time trial or the interesting thing about the time trial is that it's not about pure Watts. It's not about pure Watts. The, The person that does the highest wattage doesn't always win because what counts is your finishing time. What counts is how fast can you do this thing? And a lot of what plays into that is your position on the bike, how comfortable you are in the time trial position, how much time you can spend in that position. Don't come out, don't compromise, don't start you know, pulling your head up, don't start pulling your, your torso up because your, your hips are tight or whatever. And in terms of that, how do I feel like I did there? Uh, on a scale of one to 10, I feel like I did about a seven there. I feel like I did a good job. I mean, during the time trial, for those of you that want to know, like when I feel like I was doing a good job with my process, like what was I thinking about? And it was two words, free speed, free speed. I was looking for those opportunities to get myself some free speed. So I wasn't thinking about go harder, Put out more watts right now. Stomp on the pedals more angrily right now. No, I was thinking to myself, okay, you've got a good effort level going here. You're pushing plenty hard on the pedals, but can you improve your position? Can you do something to get more free speed? I mean, as as for as much as it's worth, because there weren't many turns, looking at the road, are there apexes? Are there places where I can take a shorter route between, you know, two turn, you know, two points coming in and out of these turns? Not that they were, you know, violent turns, but I mean, can it make a difference, right? So I was thinking about things like that. Okay, you're coming into a downhill and then it kicks up into this little uphill. Like, can you, how can you best carry that speed? Because it's free coming off that downhill, same effort, right? Uh, So anyhow, that was kind of what I was thinking and that was kind of how I was going about this. And so free speed, that's what I was thinking about. So that wraps up the ITT. Now, listen, because I've got to talk about this. And I think I'm actually going to make this a two-part uh, thing. So I'm going to talk about the TT later because some of you guys may not want to hear about that one. Uh, and I'm going to take a little bit of a break. But man, how do you know you did this thing right? When I crossed that finish line, my body was absolutely pummeled. I hurt bad. Like my legs were locked up in all of these places. Now, I didn't feel it while I was actually competing, but once you're done, adrenaline kind of wears off, you kind of start spinning around. My body was an absolute disaster, y'all. I mean, I don't know if I can give some context here. I'm going to say there was a curb, and if it was like six inches, like I literally had trouble lifting my leg to be able to get my, my foot up on the curb. Like I am not exaggerating at all. Getting onto my bike, getting off of my bike was, was a tremendous chore. Like 
cooling down. Uh, I'm thinking probably like 100 watts just felt terrible. So I'm just kind of setting the stage for this next episode that's going to be about the team time trial. Like I was wondering how I was going to come back to be able to do the team time trial. And by the way, a lot of guys were. Like that's that's what, again, that's what's kind of neat to see about this event. Like as I'm rolling around talking to my fellow competitors who are also my friends, right? So at this point, the competition's over. So it's like, we're all buddies now. And like, as I'm talking to these guys, like we're all, my goodness, we are all just trashed, right? And we all know we're gonna see each other later on that afternoon for the team time trial. We're all just thinking the same thing. Like, how are we going to do this? So it was just, kind of a, a, you know, a definitive statement, I guess, that like the effort level that I had given was, was honest. It was good. It was about the best I could give. Uh, so that, you know, that, that, that felt good. That felt good. And, you know, the time trial, like no other event, has the ability to do this for us, right? Like I didn't really know what time I had done because I didn't have time displayed on my Garmin. And we're all just kind of rolling around and we're all just kind of talking. And some of these guys knew what they had done. And I, and I knew, I knew that, you know, I, I didn't win. I knew I wasn't the fastest guy there, but we're all just kind of rolling around. And, you know, then when the, then when the results come out and you, <laughs> I feel my body, I, I feel how my body feels and I know how wrecked I am and I see my time and I see where I placed. I mean, you, you, you're satisfied. You're satisfied because the time trial there, the only uncontrollable there with the time trial is, is like, yeah, I checked out mentally sometimes or, or sorry, the only controllable, you know, I checked out mentally sometimes and I wish I would have had those moments back. But other than that, folks, I mean, what else am I going to do? Right. There was no one around there to, to influence me and, and how I rode and you got in my way and this or that, like, there's none of that. It's pure. So I I look at the results, I look at my time, I look at my power up, I look at all these things and I go, what are you going to do, man? So I was satisfied. Great morning, satisfied with it. And then the name of the game was recovery and getting ready for this team time trial that was to take place that afternoon. You know what? I'm just going to roll into it uh, and and just go ahead and roll into it and just get it done. I know I'm at 14 and a half minutes, but here we go. Team time trial, same course. 40K. On my team, uh, I had the winner from that morning in the individual time trial. He actually set a course record. Uh, he went 50.06. I'm just going to throw that out there because I want to talk a little bit about this. He went he went 50.06. The cor- old course record was 50.15. Tyrell Fuchs, Texas State time trial individual uh, champion. And then we had another guy, teammate of mine, Kyle, uh, who did like a 52.30 and really good time. Uh, and then I was 5247. So he and I were pretty, pretty close in ability level there from the morning. And then we had another guy, Mark Baird, uh, who didn't do the, the individual time trial in the morning. And he was coming in with some fresh legs and we were thankful for that. So that was our team. Four man team time trial. Now, what was interesting about this was the fact that we had such a disparity in ability levels because Kyle, Mark, and I were going to be about the same ability level in terms of what we could do on a 40K individual time trial. But we had an outlier in Tyrell. 
I mean, Tyrell was 50.06, and the next fastest guy was Kyle at 52.30. In other words, like almost a two and a half minute gap from what Tyrell can do to what Kyle can do, and even more so to what I can do. So what was going to be the strategy for this team time trial? Well, we figured that it probably wasn't worth it for us to rotate and do the traditional team time trial thing where everybody just kind of takes a pull and we just kind of rotate through. Now, why? Look at it. Tyrell's almost two and a half minutes faster than us. So logically, what do we think is going to happen when we pull through? One of two things. Either the speed is going to decrease. So when Tyrell's on the front, he's going to go faster than we do. We pull through and, and we can't pull through at the same speed as he does. Or if we choose to keep the speed constant, which is ideal, and we pull through, the effort that we're going to have to give to, to do that is going to be above our capabilities and we're, we're going to find ourselves in trouble pretty quickly probably. And by the way, you start with four guys and you got to finish with three. So that's important. Okay. That'll play a factor here. So we decided, Tyrell, you pull and you let us know when you need help. And that's basically how it went. And folks, he didn't need much help. Uh, the wind had picked up because there were some storms that were maybe going to happen. So the wind had picked up. Oh, I forgot to talk about the wind from the individual time trial. So the wind was going to be a cross headwind going out and a cross tailwind coming back. And there was a short section there. It was like an L shape, uh, like a dog leg. So there was a short section there where we turned at about mile 10 to the, about the turnaround at 12 and a half and then coming back the same distance. So about five miles total of the 25 was going to be done into a uh, headwind going out and then it would be a, little, a, a tailwind section coming back, but everything else was cross head or cross tail. So predominantly crosswind for, for the whole day. Uh, so team time trial, like we roll out and Tyrell's just got us humming at 30 miles an hour going out into this cross headwind. I'm just sitting wheels. We're just sitting and homeboys just got it pegged at 30 with no let up, just an absolute machine. So I'm tucked in and I'm just thinking to myself, this is great. But again, at the same time that I'm thinking that, I know that I will probably be called upon at some point to do my share of work. So I know that I've also got to be ready. I'm a, I'm a passenger on this plane for right now, but I know at some point I'm going to have to do some work. So I'm, I'm doing the things to make sure I'm in the draft as best as possible. Uh, if I can spin a lighter gear, I'm doing that. I'm just making sure that like I'm, I'm ready to, to answer the call when, when I'm going to be called upon. And we weren't called upon until like eight miles into this time trial probably. Um, and then we were called upon to just take a few pulls and it wasn't anything major because then he, you know, Tyrell got back on the front. And uh, so we came to the turnaround and we started first as a team. And there was a team that, that was giving us a run for our money. They were, from what they told us later, because again, we're all friends afterwards. They said they thought they were about 10 seconds up on us at the turnaround. So they were actually winning at that point. But here's where our strategy paid dividends because once we turned around 
and then we had that tailwind section, and then we had that cross tail section, uh, we were able to, you know, the, the three of us were able to start going to work, Kyle, Mark, and I, because we had been sitting for the most part all the way to the turnaround, we were able to get to work. And we were able to start pulling through and we were able to start helping Tyrell with no, uh, impact on speed, right? Because at this point it's, it's a tailwind section. So, you know, Tyrell is maxed out at how fast he can go on this tailwind section and we can match that. We can match that speed. It's going, you know, 32, 33, 34 miles an hour. Well, we've got the gearing to be able to do that and we're getting help from the wind. So we can do that and we can match that. So, you know, Kyle and Mark and myself, we went to work and man, I can't tell you. So I've already talked about how impressive Tyrell was and how strong he was, but Kyle and Mark were absolute animals pulling through. I mean, what a body of work those guys did. And um, we just we just rolled it. We just hummed it, folks. So we crushed this last, you know, tailwind section and we come in. Well, nope, no, no, not not we. Hold on, let me back up. I I wasn't maybe feeling my my best. I well, mentally, I feel like I probably just, I'm a little disappointed in myself on the mindset front for this team time trial because I don't feel like I embraced, you know, the suck as much as I could have. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what else to say. Just being candid right now and just throwing this out here as I record with no notes there were just moments where I just, I just didn't, I don't think I wanted it bad enough. And I didn't take a pull and I let guys, you know, slip in in front of me and I sat on the back and then I did take pulls. I mean, I did, but I didn't do my, my fair share. And I'm just being honest with you. Okay. So as we're coming into the finish, I, I I thought about that and I said, what is it worth to me to finish with these guys? It's not, I, I looked around, Tyrell looks great, Kyle looks great, Mark looks great. And I said to myself, you need to do your act of service here and you need to just jump on the sword. And so we crossed this light, this intersection with about two miles to go. And I told myself, when we get there and you hit the front, you're going to just empty the tank and you're not going to come in with the team. You're, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to give it all you've got to where I was just really struggling to just get back on the back. I mean, I'm just going to, I'm just going to throw that out there. Like it was, it was hard for me to get back in the line after I pulled and the guys would come around me. Uh, I was really struggling to get back on. And, and I know that that's a common thing. And I probably let that get into my head a little bit more like, wow, it's so hard to get back on. Well, it was hard for everybody. But anyhow, back to this moment where we cross under this, you know, cross this intersection with two miles to go. And I just gave it everything I had. I just absolutely dumped it. And I was proud of myself for doing that because it was, because it was a good effort. It was, a, it was a good kind of last, 
hero pull. And uh, as Kyle came around me, I, I let Kyle know I may be done. I may not be able to get back in. I didn't know. I just wanted him to be ready just in case because I didn't want him to drift back and expect me to be there and me not be there. And then he gets gapped off because at this point, if they're down to three, they count like that last guy counts. Uh, and so I, uh, I let him know and, and I wasn't, I wasn't able to get back on. Here's the ironic thing about this. I kind of held the gap constant for the remainder of the, of the race. So, uh, we probably had about like a mile to go at that point. And I just, weekend's about to be over. So I didn't sit up. I, I kept giving my best and the gap to them wasn't, it wasn't really increasing. It was kind of staying about the same. I mean, they might've eked out a second or two, but uh, I think they came in like six or seven seconds ahead of me, something like that. Um, but, but once, once I made that initial, like I couldn't get back on and I, and I settled into my rhythm, uh, that gap didn't open up. So again, just to go back to me being disappointed about the mindset for this one, I feel like, what was that about? How is it that you were able to keep that gap relatively constant, but yet you're telling me you aren't capable of physically and this and that and the other, right? It just doesn't make sense. So I just wanted to kind of point that out because that was something that, you know, I kind of, kind of thought about a little bit later, but anyhow, uh, course record, course record. So the old course record was a 49, 30 something, which I was privileged to be on, uh, two years ago. And we set a new course record. We went 48, uh, 48, 50 something. Can't remember exactly. Well, they, they went 48, 50 something. Uh, and, uh, folks like five hours later on the same day, we were able to roll in for another course record. So pretty, pretty darn neat, uh, that we were able to, uh, do that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just a good day. Um, I do want to end with this. I'm sorry for going so long. For those of you that are still with me, I feel like this is important though. Driving home, I, I drove up and down with Tyrell and driving home, we were just talking about the fact that like the legs felt so much better in the afternoon. The, the pain, the soreness that was there in the morning, kind of after you finished the team time trial, it really wasn't there. You know, we're able to get up on the podium and like it, you know, the pain is not there. Uh, cause getting up on the podium that morning, you know, was like, you see the guys struggling and it was like, why? Well, I'm going to leave you guys with a little mindset, something here. If I haven't given you enough already, the answer to that is because what's the difference doing a 40 K individual time trial and a 40 K team time trial. It's just that it's individual versus team. The effort is the same. It's 40 kilometers. It's on your time trial bike. It's, it's a really hard effort. It's a threshold effort. But the difference is, because by the way, my power wasn't much less for the afternoon, by the way, just to throw that out there. I was within within 10 watts in the afternoon that I was in the morning. And you know, those 10 watts, was it because it was, you had done one in the morning? Maybe, right? Probably. Okay. But going back to this, because in the team time trial, you're a part of something bigger. You're a part of the greater good. You've got a team. You've got three other guys there. You want to not give your best in the individual time trial in the morning? That's on you. I mean, who's going to who's gonna suffer there? Well, you will. 
you didn't give your best. You, you backed off, right? You sold yourself short. Okay. But folks, in the afternoon, if you chose not to give your absolute best in a team time trial, and now they're down to three guys because you chose to like pull out, or you chose not to give your pulls, you know, your, your effort, you know, a, a good effort when you're on the front pulling, like you chose to shortchange your team, like they're going to suffer. And you can't do that, right? So like when I was on the front giving my polls, I mean, I'm thinking, hey, you need to do this for them. And then at the end there, I'm like, hey, you need to give this poll for them even if you don't finish with them. That's okay. So anyhow, I just wanted to throw that out there. For those of you that are still listening, when you're having trouble giving that extra little bit that you know you've got to give, Try switching the channel over to being, you know, thinking about something bigger than yourself. So if you can't give that effort for yourself, if you just, it isn't worth it to you personally to do it, then change the channel. Do it for a greater good. Do it for your kids. Do it for somebody that you know is suffering from, you know, an illness maybe that is near and dear to you that you, that, that will make you give that extra little bit. Like do it for somebody that can't, that doesn't have the ability to be able to do this, right? Uh, you're raising money for a cause. Like think about them. You're thinking about people that have sacrificed and helped you along on your journey to get you where you, where you want to be. Do it for them. Greater good. But notice what I, notice the common trend there that I'm talking about. You're doing it for other people. You're doing it for other human beings. You're doing it for other individuals. That's the most powerful motivator you can have. Not money, not trophies, not course records, not power records, not any of that. Other people tune in. It's all about other people. I'm going to land the plane speaking about being about, uh, about other people. I try to be about other people here. I feel like I do a good job of it. This is for y'all. I do this for you guys. I hope that this benefits you guys. I hope you guys get something from this stuff that I throw out there because I believe in you guys. I care about y'all and I love y'all. So for those of you that have stuck with it, thank you guys. I hope that this was insightful, beneficial. If you have any other questions about this competition in general, man, feel free to reach out to me and ask me. I'd love to answer those for you. And uh, yeah, folks, thanks for tuning in. Till next time, y'all take care.